0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, we're honored to be amongst you with another episode, the second episode of Iqra'a podcast, uh, Unraveling uh, Du'a al-Ahad. It's an honor to be amongst you. By reading this du'a and other du'as that has reached us by Ahlulbayt alayhimussalam and by preparing ourselves, by looking after our wajibat and avoiding muharramat and trying to make myself ready for the reappearance of the imam and holding on to the religion and the teachings of the religion, I can call myself amongst those people who are awaiting for the imam of our time, Ahmed Mahdi. May Allah hasten his reappearance. With the narration by imams of Ahlul Bayt, we have where they have told us they're talking about the Imam of our time that he will go into occultation. That's the beauty of the madhab that we follow. It has that they already prepared us what's coming, they prepared us for this time and what we are required to do. During this occultation, the responsibility that we have is to be pious and making sure that our action is based on piety and make sure that we hold on tight to our religion to make sure nobody can destroy or harm our religion. We must get ourselves ready to be part of those righteous people who will inherit the earth and its treasure. That preparation starts now, every episode, every day starts for us to become amongst those people who will inherit the earth. Where do we see this? Chapter 21, verse 105, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, al Anna al arda And certainly we wrote in the book after the reminder that as far as the land, my righteous servant shall inherit it so we are working every day with acting upon our wajibat obligatory acts and avoiding muharramat and doing dua for the reappearance of the imam we are making ourselves ready to inherit the land the earth and al arda the whole earth belongs and will be inherited by the righteous people so in order for me to be amongst people who inherit this land, I have to become righteous. It does not make sense for the one who does not care about his or her prayer, or they are negligent toward their prayers, to be a companion of the Imam that will revive and will establish salah. As we read with the Ziyarah of Ahl al-Bayt where we tell them, you are the one that established prayer. So while I am waiting for the Imam of my time, in addition to dua that I have to do, I have to look after my salah or the one who is an oppressor himself or herself. And they want to be part of companion of an Imam who will bring justice, tranquility and love. So we have to make sure in addition, again, these are all in the addition to us reciting du'a al that we are talking about the importance of this dua and all the other duas that are out there for us to read it during the occultation of Imam al Mahdi, we have to make sure our prayers oppressor. We should not oppress ourselves with every sin that we commit. We are oppressing ourselves. If I see something haram, I'm oppressing my eyes. If I hear something, I'm oppressing my ears and every body parts, making sure that it is pure. And I abstain it from committing haram. Or the one who cannot forgive, to be a companion of an imam who is representative of Allah who is all forgiving. So while I'm waiting for the Imam of my time, during a time of his occultation, during his ghaiba, I must make sure learn to forgive others. Because again, he's the grandson of a person where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, In chapter twenty-one, Surah Al-Anbiya, one o seven, and we have not sent you but as a mercy to the worlds. So during his occultation, I have to work on my being mercy toward other people. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala sends Rasulullah as mercy to mankind, no mercy to the worlds. Imam al-Mahdi is the grandson of that Prophet. And when he reappears, which we pray that insha'Allah it will be this year and as soon as possible, he will manifest that mercy of Rasulullah. He is manifestation of Allah's mercy on earth. So if I want to be part of his companions, some of that mercy should be in my characteristics, in my demeanor, in my morality, toward my wife, toward my husband, toward my kids, toward my people, toward community, toward mankind, toward the worlds. So these are the responsibilities, these are the practice that we have. So by reading Dua Al-Ahad every day in the morning, after Salat al subh I'm reminding myself of that forgiveness, of that kindness, of that justice, of, the, of that time that I'm going to inherit this earth. I have to be part of abadiyas Salihun, the righteous people. So I must practice and bring this mercy into my life and my behavior. If I want to be amongst the companions of Imam of peace, Imam of love, Imam of justice, Imam of caring, Imam of compassion, who will revive this earth and the universe by the command of Allah, amongst the first step that we must take is to start reviving ourselves every day I should take one action toward becoming righteous and every day I should avoid one action that takes me away from being righteous so this was an introduction to our talk this dua let's get into detail of it has been narrated for us from Imam Sadiq where Imam said Whoever reads this du'a, من إلا الله أربعين صباحا. If you read this du'a, 40 days in the morning. كان من أنصار قائمنا He will be one of the companions of Imam al-Mahdi. فإن أخرجه الله تعالى من قبره. If we die before his reappearance, Allah will bring us back alive from our grave. وَأَعْطَاهُ اللَّهُ بِكُلِّ كَلِمَةٍ أَلْفَ حسنة. And Allah will give us for every word of this du'a 1,000 rewards And Allah will remove 1,000 sins by every word of this du'a. So this du'a, similar to many other du'a, let's start with it after Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim uh, it starts with allahumma rabban nur al azim wa al kursiy al al bahr al Masjur. inshallah we get to every segment of it in detail this dua similar to all the other duas that we have starts with allah's glorification and glorifying allah almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala this is part of the etiquette. this is part of the manners of starting to ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala for something for our dua we have in the book uh, kafi sharif noble kafi volume 2 page 484 Imam Masudar narrates for us arad min be careful be careful be aware if you want to ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala for something والآخرة, from those needs that are related to this world and those needs that are related to akhirah حَتَّى يَبْدَأْ بِالْثَّنَاءَ عَلَى اللَّهِ We must start glorifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Almighty. وَالْمَدْحْ لَهُ And being grateful to him. And then do salawat upon Muhammad wa وَآلِ مُحَمَّد اللَّهُمَّ سَلِّ ala Muhammad وَآلِ مُحَمَّد ثُمَّ يَسْأَلَى اللَّهِ حَوَائِجَةَ So Imam Sada a.s. is teaching us that the way that you should communicate with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for your hajjah, the way that you should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a need of yours start with Allah's glorification, and then being grateful toward Allah Subhanahu wa Taala about all the blessings that He has bestowed upon you, and then do salawat ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad, Allahumma sallallahu ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad, and then ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala for your hajat. So, with that in mind, said this is the this is the dua. Same thing that Imam Sadr said. Starts with Allahumma rabban nur al O Allah, the Lord of the great light. What is this light that Allah subhanahu wa Taala is talking about? It can have many meanings. I brought two of them to discuss it with you, brothers and sisters. One, we have the apparent nur, apparent light, the sun, the moon, the stars, which they give us light, and we are benefiting from uh, each and every one of those lights. So that's one light, one nur. Another nur, Allahumma rabban nur al azim O Allah, the Lord of the Great Light. Another light, another nur is the nur and the light of guidance, which is for our heart, which takes us out of deviation, which shows us the path that we must take, which is the light that is on Saratul Mustaqeem. As you know, every day within Surah Al-Hamdad we read, المستقيم, We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, guide us onto the right path. We have to keep in mind that that sarat, that we want to stay firm on that sarat and being steadfast on that sarat. Unfortunately, we have an enemy, which is shaitan, where he said, I will sit on that sarat. I will sit on that sarat. So, this sarat needs light, light of guidance, which will illuminate our heart, illuminate our brain, illuminate our path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is this light? So, again, the first light to be the sun, the moon, the stars, and so on and so forth. The second is the light of guidance. It has many indications within the Holy Quran. Number one, Chapter four, Surah Al-Nisa, verse one seventy-four. While well, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Wa anzalna nuran mu'bina," and we have sent down to you a clear light, meaning the Holy Quran. So, Holy Quran is light to guide us to the path of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Same thing for Tawrat wal Injil. We see in Surah Al-Ma'idah, chapter five, verse forty-four, and forty six Inna anzalna tawrati fiha hudan wa nur Surely we will have revealed the Torah in which was guidance and light. Or about Injil wa aateynahu al-Injil fihi khudan wa nur And we, have, we gave him the Injil in which was guidance and light. So Qur'an is light, Tawrat is light, Injil is light again we're talking about al-lah marabbnur al wa Allah the lord of the great light we want to know what is this light that when we read this dua we remind ourselves of all of these meanings of light what else is light surah al-ahzab chapter 33 verse 45 allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says ya ayuhan inna arsalnaka shahidan wa mubashiran وَنَذِيرًا وَدَاعِيًا إِلَى اللَّهِ بِإِذْنِهِ وَسِرَاجًا مُنِيرًا O Prophet Rasulullah Muhammad وآله, Surely we have sent you as a witness and as a bearer of good news and as a warner and one who invites to Allah by his permission and an illuminating lamp. In addition, the Quran to be the light, which Allahumma rabban nur al-azim, Injeel and Torah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is illuminating lamp. He is the one who guides us. He is the one who teaches us. He is the one who takes our hand. If we give him our hand, he will take him and his Bayt. They will take our hand to the path of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So Allahumma rabban nur al-azim what is this great light? Is it the Qur'an? Is it Torah al Injil? Is it Rasulullah? Does it have to be one thing? Or it can be many? One can argue that the greatest light and the greatest nur is Rasulullah. Is the first thing that Allah created when Jabir comes and asks Rasulullah Oh, Rasulullah, what was the first thing that Allah created? He said, O Jabir, the first thing that Allah created was nobiyik. The first ever thing that Allah created was the light of Rasulullah Muhammad. So he's the greatest Qur'an. It doesn't have to be one thing, it can have different definitions. And also, it reminds me of a beautiful hadith from Rasulullah Muhammad when he ascended to heavens and he saw on the right corner of Allah's throne, it was written, Inna al hussein misbah wa safina najat. Indeed, Imam Hussain is the lantern of guidance, and he's the ark of salvation. So that light also has to come in our mind when we read, "Allahumma Rabban Nur Al azim Wa Allah, You are the Lord of the Great Light. So we are glorifying Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala with this. Then, Bahr al Kursiy Al And the Lord of the Elevated Throne. What is this throne of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala that we're talking about? This Kursiy Al Rafi' kursi, is it the 4 legs chair? No. We see the answer to this question, chapter 2, verse 255, ayatul kursi, as we know of it, which is very important for us to read it, in Surat al-Baqarah, we read in it, Wasa samawati wal his throne extends over the heavens and the earth. So when we say, Allahumma rabban nur al وَرَبَّ الْكُرْسِيَ الْرَفِيَّةِ We are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are glorifying the one whose throne is extended over the heavens and the earth. وَرَبَّ الْبَحْرِ الْمَسْجُورِ The Lord of the swollen ocean. وَمُنزِلَ التَّورَاتِ وَالْإِنْجِيلِ وَالزَّبُورِ The revealer of the Torah, the Gospel, and the Psalms. وَرَبَّ الظِّلِّ وَالْحَرُورِ the Lord of Shade and Heat. وَمُنزِلَ الْعَظِيمِ Or in another narration, وَمُنزِلَ الْقُرْآنِ الْعَظِيمِ Both is the same thing. And the revealer of the greater Quran. And the Lord of the Archangels. And the Lord of the Prophets and the Messenger. So all of these, Basically, if we divide this du'a into these seg- to different segments, this segment that, alhamdulillah, we were able to cover it in this second episode is all about Allah's glorification and exalting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before going to another section of this du'a. We should understand the importance and being grateful about all of these that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent for you and I as a guidance. As Rasulullah, as light, as Qur'an, as Ahlulbayt as Torah, as Injil, as his course, all of them, we have to be very grateful to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. And while we are reading this du'a, that Allah has done all of this for you and I to be guided, for you and I to find our salvation. All of this is for you and I. Let us make sure before we go to the next segment and get to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and send our salam to the imam of our time. We get to know about these segments, these couple of phrases and appreciate it. And inshallah, in the next episode, we will go to another section of this beautiful dua. Thank you so much for being with me inshallah. Looking forward to serve you